Welcome to The Balance. I am your host, Kelly Rowland, and this is the podcast where we talk about all the things. For those in life who want it all, this podcast is for you. Hello, friends. Welcome to today's episode. I hope that everyone is doing so well. If you're listening from your car, doing the laundry, whatever you're doing, I hope that this podcast adds a little extra something special to your day. And if you've been listening to the podcast and are really enjoying it, I would love it if you guys would hop over to iTunes and rate it and leave a written review and subscribe because those reviews are one of the only ways I know who is listening. Today's featured guest is Kelly Killen, a board-certified behavior analyst who decided to take her talents into the health and wellness industry several years ago when she started her own business, KK Wellness Consulting. She knew that she had a passion and a mission to help women and men find their way in health and wellness. You guys, this lady drops so many truth bombs, she might even call you out. So get ready, grab a pen and some paper if you can, and get ready for such an amazing episode. Hey Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast today. I'm super excited about the interview. Great. Okay, so for anyone who may not know you, please share with us who you are, what you do, and what your journey looked like to get where you are today. Sure. So my name is Kelly Killen, and I am a board-certified behavior analyst, so I'm licensed to the Board of Medicine. And with that licensure, I've taken my passion towards wellness and nutrition throughout the years starting in 1999 when I was a bodybuilder and becoming very well-versed and, you know, getting very involved in nutrition that kind of led me on this path of wanting to help other women and then using my, the science of applied behavior analysis and my license to the board of medicine to kind of bring both of the worlds together. They just, they collided very kind of happenstance. What what I was doing with my license was, and what most people do with their ABA license as a behavior analyst, is I was providing services to individuals with autism. And I was doing that for 17 years. And when I realized that the science could be applied to women with weight loss, um, it just kind of opened up. And I took a leap of faith. I left the state of Virginia. I was working in the state of Virginia and decided to take that leap of faith and jump into opening my own business. This is year five. That is exciting. Can you tell us a little bit more about your business? Sure. So my, my, my business is a, it's called KK wellness consulting and it provides one-on-one intensive coaching to individuals who have had a lot of short-term success in the past because they've made a decision to diet to go into a restrict binge kind of mode and they have not really implemented lifestyle changes so 
we use ABA and cognitive behavioral therapy in our intensive coaching to allow women and men to shape their behavior towards food and make lifestyle changes. And once those lifestyle changes are implemented through our coaching model, then they're able to really have sustainable changes. Right now, our sustainability rate is about 82% once they graduate from our program. That is amazing. That's a massive success rate. So like that leads into my second question. I think you kind of answered it, but I got this quote off of your website um, when I was looking it over and I really liked it. It says utilizing scientifically based behavioral principles to achieve health and wellness goals. Um, Like I said, that's featured on your website. Can you just explain to us in a little bit more detail, like what exactly means and how it works? Absolutely. So the science behind behavior analysis is what we call applied behavior analysis. If, if you're trying to look for behavior change, which eating and behaviors that allude to, you know, the wrong types of eating, in, in order to make any kind of behavior change, you want to have a lot of, you want to implement what we call proactive strategies. They're all the antecedent interventions according to the science of behavior change that affect the outcome. So we look at all ways in which people can sanitize their environment, use prompting, use shaping, be able to um, prep, so prepare their foods, um, all kinds of ways in which we allow people to self-manage their behaviors. They use self-management tools, uh, all different kinds of um, prompting is done in the way of texting. We use group contingencies. We use reinforcement and motivation. So we we do short-term and long-term goals. So all of those are the science of behavior change, and we implement them in our model. Okay. Yeah, I love that um, because I agree with you, and this doesn't go just for wellness and health, but so much of the time, the issue at hand is our mindset, you know, and it's how we think about things and how we create the world and shape the world. And if we took a closer look at those things, it would help us you know, achieve whatever goals that we have. Absolutely. And we, we really try for, for any individual to pull the perfectionist attitude out of it and also the start and go, the all or nothing, that dichotomous thinking that most of us have, that we have to, we have to go into a restrictive mode. And then there is a point in time where we just kind of throw the talent and we go out. We, we try to let women understand that a lifestyle is great. And so we don't have, we we get them out of that all or nothing and we allow them, instead of having a perfectionist attitude, we allow them to shape how they handle a failure because your success is determined on how you handle a failure because you're going to fail. But most women fail hard because of how they handle it and in order to, to, you know, define their success. So that's kind of a, that is all cognitive and that's the cognitive behavioral therapy that we do. You're, you're right. Your thoughts drive your actions. So we change mantras. We allow people to say it's not never, it's just not now because it's a lifestyle change. There's no finish line. This is just a journey um, because once people get to a point where they feel like they've arrived at what they would consider to be a healthy maintenance weight or a healthy maintenance composition, we really try not to focus on weight in our program. Mm-hmm. Once they once they're there, I I will tell them from the day that they start, I'll let them know the way that I'm going to teach you how to eat. You're going to eat this way for the rest of your life. And when you're in a work phase, all you're doing is you're putting in whole foods, balanced nutrition, at a little bit of a slight deficit. 
that's manageable, that's sustainable. And then once you arrive at your weight, nothing changes. And that's the difference. We always think that the, here's your dieting food, here's your regular food. No, 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 no. You know, 77% of our population is overweight, 80% oh my almost. Goodness. Yes, overweight. In some way, you're over 20 to 24% body fat for most women. You're, you know, anywhere between 26 and 30, and then 34% of our population is obese. So we had a significant health issue in our, you know, because of the food and, and the restaurant industry. They're, they're basically dictating our portions. So that's why in our model, we really want women to realize you need to start taking control of your own portions. You walk out the door with no food and you're allowing, you know, once hunger hits you, you're allowing yourself to go somewhere and they're dictating the portions for you. They're dictating what you eat based on their menu. So that's the unfortunate thing is, you know, here's a great example. Men and women eat off the same menu. We choose the same options off the same menu and that's a disgrace because men <laughs> should be eating more. Well, men yeah. can be eating one and a half times what women eat, but we're yeah. both being served the same portions. Have you ever even thought of it that way? No, never. I mean, that's a great way to think of it. It's just these are the kinds of things that we try to teach our clients. It's just these aha moments. There's a million of them like that in our model where they start to just really take a step back, reassess, think, and though that shaping allows outcome over months and years and if they just begin to what we call edit rather than diet 2019 we want them to flip the letters and instead of dieting they need to be just thinking about walking through their day and editing oh i love that Mm -hmm. just those small adjustments here and there recognizing where your old mind may have done this but now let's think about it maybe shift towards this direction absolutely I love, love what you said. I'm a massive advocate in, like, ditching the perfectionism. Um, John, I mention this all the time, but John Acuff, I don't know if you read the book Finish. It is so, oh, I love that book. And I love all the lies he kind of dispels about how we think about things. But I love what you said about the gray lifestyle because Mm -hmm. it's not a black and white. And that's where people kind of, you know, like you said, they fail because, like, well, dang, I, I did this. Now I no longer can have this. You know, I, I killed my diet. Now I shouldn't even exercise. And then they just, they think they have to be perfect and it ruins the whole journey for them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So that leads us into our next question. What are some of the most common setbacks and limiting beliefs you see in people who have an unhealthy relationship with food and who struggle to keep weight off, to lose it and keep it off? Well, we work with both men and women, but I can speak for women since they're probably 80 to 90% of our demographic. And typically for women, they will falter to this mindset of really what it really is, is it's instead of time management, they always use the time management or the, the we or the or the you statement when it's really the fact that they don't make themselves a priority. That's mm-hmm. number one. They don't delegate. Um, they like to control and do everything themselves. So they overwhelm themselves with motherhood, with being a wife, with all of the expectations that go into that, especially if there's full-time working, which is very typical. And we really want to kind of pull them out of that victim mentality and really show them that many of the decisions that they're making are actually their own. So you want them to have ownership. That's number one. Uh, their environment, typically it's stress, work, 
relationships. If they're trying to make a lifestyle change, typically what they try to do is affect everyone else rather than put the oxygen mask on them first. Because mm-hmm. once they and, and and they cannot allow their environment to affect what they truly authentically want for themselves. Their ego is gonna bark at them from time to time when they're in a very toxic or unhealthy environment. And you know, after 30, 40, 50 years, which is our typical demographic for women, they they have a history of really poor behavior. They they have defined intimacy with their spouse around alcohol and food. That's Mm. really the only pastime that they do with that individual. So a lot of changes going on in their life. They're, they're kind of cramping the style of other individuals. So we have to kind of help them and walk them and navigate through that. And we do it in our model. We do it because our clients have access to us 55 hours a week. They're allowed Mm. to communicate with us all day, every day. So we actually walk them through those issues via text or phone. That's awesome because people definitely need that, especially in the early stages, you know, yes. like a cheerleader or a coach. Um, mm-hmm. I love several things that you said, um, just like the ownership piece and the playing the victim. Um, you know, you're so right because as, you know, mothers, wives, women, a lot of the time it's like a badge of honor to say, oh, I can do it all. And I know I am extremely or was extremely guilty of this and still am from time to time. But for me recently, it's been I leave the dishes in the sink because my husband said he'll do them. He may not do them when I want him to or when I would. But I'm like, you know what? No, I have other things I want to do, need to do for me. And if he's going to help me, then that's what I'm going to let him do. You know, instead of playing the victim saying, no, I have to do this because I'm, you know, the woman of the house. Yeah. And then I really, really love what you said. This is, it's kind of eye-opening to me and it's something I haven't really thought about, but you mentioned how women sometimes shape, especially after a long period of time, they really shape their relationships in a certain way. Like, like you said about their version of intimacy with their spouse is dealt around going to dinner or watching a movie. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but they really lose a possibility of a different life. And I think that's so compelling. And I I honestly think so much, so much of the time we don't even think that way. You know, we don't want to admit to those things. Yeah. They have to flip the script and, you know, you can, you can, you know, you can hear a lot of this and, you know, the, the book finish, um, there's just a lot of correlation and I know you're a woman of faith, but I think it's just really bringing yourself back to kind of, um, I mean, for, for a lot of men and women who are willing to open up to some faith in scripture, they will, they will really use that time in order to kind of reshape what their int- intimacy needs to look like outside of the things that I think that are holding them back from their best self, especially if they are dealing with weight, if they're dealing with prediabetes, if they're dealing with hypertension, high cholesterol, they have to address those issues. But first, it's really going to take, you know, getting themselves grounded together as a couple spiritually in order to get that, you know, in order to get that strength that they need to work together in tandem to, you know, to, to come up with some solutions. And it does, it really does look at, it really does mean defining and reshaping their, their day, their week, um, and the rest of their life moving forward. Oh, I think that's such beautiful advice. And I think that is something that 
I know for me personally, it's something that myself and my husband don't do enough of. We do things separately or individually as far as our faith, doing devotionals, whatnot. But we really have to work on doing things together, you know, which shouldn't be the case. But like you said, it's so critical and so pivotal to be on a common ground of understanding what you both need and what you both want. And, you know, like you said, looking at scripture and saying, well, what does it say about intimacy and different things? Mm -hmm. So. There's so much scripture about, you know, um, and I mean, don't ask me to quote it right now, but <laughs> I know that, that whenever I'm reading my devotionals, it always goes back to, he uses me. I always feel like my business is my ministry and mm-hmm. he has absolutely driven this expansion that I've had from me driving around in my car without even a storefront, me, myself and I meeting clients at their homes to now 11 coaches in four years, it happened because he just gifted me with this opportunity. He gifted me with this passion. He gifted me the ability to motivate and and speak to these women in a way that I do. I'm very, um, I'm very transparent. I'm do not sugarcoat. I'm very straightforward with them. I do shake things up. I do walk that edge. Somet- sometimes I'm not politically correct. That is sort of my... <laughs> I'm just going to be straight honest with you. Yeah. But um, that has really afforded me the opportunity to really break through a lot of the things that I mentioned to you earlier about women really playing that victim role and just, you know, kind of defaulting to, well, I just do everything. I don't have enough time in the day and I have a million things to do. I think it's because, like you said, they're choosing that they mm-hmm. have to do all those things. And if one, if you really kind of rip the bandaid off and you decide, what am I, what, what, what am I not giving to myself as a result of feeling like I have to do everything? And what are some things that I yeah. really don't have to do now in order to be doing some things for myself? And that's what we try to do with a lot of these women. So above and beyond the nutrition, which is our focus, we're life coaches and we're all certified as wellness coaches and certainly with my license as a behavior analyst, that really um, the thread of what we do as well, because it's never what they're eating, it's what's eating them <laughs> that's allowing them, you know, so it's, it sort of is a vicious cycle. So we have to get through that with, within the scope of what we do. We can't go outside of the scope. There's sometimes larger fish to fry. There's women that might have eating disorders. We don't, yeah. we don't, you know, we, we can't, we can we can make recommendations and referrals or there's women that may, you know, have issues with alcohol and we really mm-hmm. feel like they're probably on the continuum of alcoholism that has to be addressed before. And then mental illness. So if there's depression and anxiety that are really getting in the way and I feel like that has to be addressed first, um, I'll typically refer them out and there's, we have a screening process, so we're pretty good about it, but you know, those are some, those are some things that women deal with for sure. Yeah. Well, I think that speaks so much to you and your business that obviously you're not in it just to get as many clients as you, as you can. You really care about the customer. You care about the person and you want to get them the help that they need, whatever that is, even if it's not with you. Oh, absolutely. And we, we do that. Um, you know, we will move coaches. It's very, very rare, but we have five or six different personality types within our coaches and it doesn't happen often but we'll even move a client that would just do a little bit better with more of a softer approach yeah (laughs) a more more direct approach right more of the direct approach and and then I have some some other coaches that are to just have a different approach and I think that they 
they, they do well with, with on it. And, but I, I do also think my coaches have the ability to, um, to modify their approach based on the client, which is kind of nice. We, we can all kind of tone it down or, you know, pick it up if we need to as well. Oh yeah. I mean, it sounds like you have definitely a great team to work with, which yeah, is always a good thing. All, yeah. They're all degreed in nutrition. I have a PhD. I have two nurses. So we have medical behavioral, you know, of course we're all certified in nutrition and, um, psychology backgrounds as well as, uh, fitness. So we have a such diverse, um, backgrounds, but all of us with a common thread of nutrition, some of course, more than others. So, um, I'm very, very fortunate, very fortunate. Everyone is highly, you know, master's level degreed, um, or more. So yeah. we're, we're in, we're in a good, good shape there. That's a definite blessing. Um, I've loved watching, you know, your business grow through, you know, Kayla's Instagram and seeing everything. It just looks like a really great place. Yeah. It's been wonderful. Okay, so a little bit of a shift here since this podcast is called The Balance. So how does balance look different today for you than it did, say, 20, 10, 20 years ago? Wow. <laughs> well, I'm going to be 50 this year. And, um, you know, I'm very blessed because I had my children young. And so, you know, balance for me when they were children was... You know, I did experience a lot of the same things that my clients are going through. And I, you know, I learned to kind of, I'm a type A and I'm very structured and very organized. And I think that's lent, it lends itself to this lifestyle that I try to promote and I try to model. Um, That has definitely been a benefit. Um, And, you know, as you get older, I think you just make a decision with, you know, less in this situation is sometimes better. You know, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to minimize, I'm trying to kind of, you know, declutter my life so that I can just get to that point where in order to have balance, you just kind of have to look at areas of your life that are just void. Do they have any return on -hmm. investment? You know, whether it be relationships, whether it be, you know, caring for the outside of your home, whether it's things that you have in your home, whether it's just tons of pets, whether it's the volunteering that you're doing, you kind of have to look at every aspect of your life and decide what is the return on investment? How is this giving me peace? How is this filling me up? And um, I think I've just slowly kind of migrated towards that kind of shift. Even as I have grown my team, I'm now really solely kind of an administrator and director of my business versus having so many coaching clients because I've decided that my strengths are in leadership and in with the business management side. Um, I had my years of coaching. I still keep myself kind of, you know, keep my keep myself well versed in coaching, but I have much less clients. And I that's been the balance for me is kind of moving out of all of the, you know, having a full roster of coaching clients and and um, building the business and and knowing when it was time to kind of do those things. So, yeah, I absolutely love that answer. And I have never really, I mean, I've never thought about the, like you said, look at your time and ask yourself, what's the return of investment, you know, like really analyze it and say, you know, I've also heard someone say, if it's been in your cart for a while and you haven't really done anything with it and it's not going anywhere, maybe it's time to get rid of that item in the cart. Yeah. Um, I believe it. And this morning I had a thought, you know, so often 
we want to create margin in our life and we want more time. But I think that what the challenge should be is to go ahead and look at where you're spending your time and ask yourself, is that actually getting you towards your goals or is it aligning with your values? Because even if you had more time, would you even feel better about it? Yeah. The best way for me to balance that I've been able to incorporate in my coaching and I now do it every day, all day is what we call self journaling. And it allows you to look at your, you know, if if anyone's taken a path where they do vision boards, vision boards are huge in my business. So people have short-term and long-term goals. Where do you see yourself in a year? And we try to let them map it out through vision board um, workshops that we do. And the same thing that you can do on a daily basis is when I wake up to do my devotionals, I use what they, it's called a self journal and it's just a book of day by day and every day is the same. You basically write out your schedules. You kind of, you know, I look at my schedule of what I've got on my phone and I, I write it in the book. I write what I'm grateful for in the morning and at night. I write tasks that I want to achieve and it just helps, helps me to take just a snapshot of half the day, the whole day. And even if everything doesn't get accomplished, it's still, once I've written it down, it allows me to, to, to make sure I'm prioritizing what has the greatest return for me. And yeah. it has to have personal, business, you know, you kind of want to look at all aspects of you as a whole person so that you, that's how you create the balances. And the work, the worksheet allows for that. And there's lots of different journals out there that help people to do that. That is great advice. Yeah, I do something similar, and it's definitely helpful um, just to get your thoughts out of your brain. Uh, It's something very empowering about it. Okay, so you'll totally understand this question since you have read Finish, but what are you choosing to bomb right now due to your current priorities? What am I choosing to... I'm sorry. So what are you choosing to bomb, or what's taking a back seat at the moment Mm -hmm. due to your current priorities? Well, let's see. What's taking a back seat? Um, hmm. Hmm. You know, probably, you know, probably travel, probably some leisure and travel because of how much attention my business needs. But, but from a personal standpoint and a business standpoint, um, even just, just daily personal self care, I, I've really been able to balance that pretty well. So my, you know, obviously my nutrition is really well. I definitely get enough sleep and enough, um, enough like working out and movement. That's definitely a priority of mine. Um, I would say just getting away and kind of just unplugging from, from business and just spending that one-on-one time with my husband. I would say that's probably the one thing that's, taking a backseat for sure. Okay. No, that's great. It's a perfect kind of answer that I'm looking for. So do you have any last words of encouragement for our listeners and what's the best piece of advice you can give on how to live a healthy lifestyle? Wow. So it's never too late. Um, you once you move out of a perfectionist attitude and you think about looking at and choosing the top three things that you know clearly are holding you back, whether it's your relationship with alcohol, whether it's your sugar addiction, or it's fast food. You can 
you, most people can identify their top three and just making a decision each day and each week, set a goal for how you want to edit that. How do you want to just continue to shape it? If you set your goals really high, I, that's why we always set people up for success. Make small goals that are achievable and you can gain some behavioral momentum that way rather than setting them so high that, okay, I'm going to go to the gym six days this week. I'm going to eat perfectly. You know, we do that. But mm-hmm. we, as women, we do that. So decide that you're not going to worry about all areas. And I always tell women this. If your food is a disaster, which is 80% of your equation to health and wellness, 80% of shifting your body's composition and losing weight is your nutrition. It is not through exercise or movement. If you're not doing either one with consistency, then I say focus on nutrition and look at the top three things that you can edit and start there. That is perfect advice. I love it. I know my listeners will definitely be able to put that practice to to use. So thank you, Kelly, so much. Um, Where can my listeners go to find more about you and learn more about your company? Sure. They can go to www.com kkwellnessconsulting.com and that's our website and they can also find me on Facebook which is uh, KK Wellness Consulting and then there's also KK Wellness Consulting on Instagram. Perfect and let's just say a listener you know wanted to be a part of you know yours coaching they don't have to be local or anything no, like we that. Do. We are national and international. We okay. have two clients currently in Japan. Wow, that is super cool. <laughs> yeah, it's been amazing. Yeah. And you know, right now we do have a free subscription page. So if they go to our website and they want to just get to know the coaches for 30 days free, they can subscribe through my website. And if they don't, you know, it's 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 once, you know, it's month to month, so okay. anyone can unsubscribe at any time, but that's just an easy way to kind of get to know us a little bit further and learn a little bit more about the coaches. Awesome. Well, I have definitely enjoyed talking with you today and getting to know you, and I appreciate you being on the show very much. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Balance. For more information about me or to receive your free goal-setting guide, visit kellyroland.com. Can't wait to talk to you all next time.